Hi, I'm Isa Kwonga. And I'm Ryan Hun. And we co-host Stadio, a football podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. If you like soccer or football, make sure you search for Stadio, a football podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here, Raja Bell there. Raja, you good, man? You, you have that look in your eye on the Zoom, which honestly I'm really happy to see you because it took a very long time for you to get on the Zoom call. Do you want to tell people about your technology woes at the moment? No, it's just too convoluted. People would be, it's too far down the rabbit hole. I know there are people out there like me that are anti-technology. I know you exist. I know all of this shit is too much. There's a much simpler way. We don't have to change fucking USBs and shit every three years. That doesn't need to happen. Like we don't, I don't understand why there can't be one cord that charges shit. Like why does everything have to change every two and a half years? And if you don't have it, then you don't get the update. But if you don't got the update, then you can't get on. I'm missing me with all of that. Look at Roger railing against capitalism. So we are here, not for Roger's technical difficulties. We are here on the eve of the NBA season, the 76th season. And the third season of Real Ones, baby. But we're here for the NBA preview. Ra. You ready, man? You ready, yeah. dog? We're on yeah, the eve. How did, did you get a little goose muscle on the eve of the season, man? How did you feel on the eve of the season? Nope. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited, but my goosebumps have subsided. It used to be that my, you know, the the clock, that internal clock, when I had played for so many years, would just naturally kind of alert me to, hey, man, something's supposed to be happening right now. Like you're supposed to be, but that's that stopped a while ago. So now I just kind of get excited as a fan. I, I am excited though. I think this year has a lot of potential. It's interesting because. I, you just said just how you just rev up and your body just, you know, gets just gets ready to go and it's right there. Like, I was feeling that this season, like July, I was just like, I'm done. I'm just, I don't care. I'm done. I don't. And then, and then September rolls around or August rolls around. You get a little giddy. You're like, okay, I'll look at some stats and I'll, I'll, I'll look at some videos from the last year, you know? Then September yeah. rolls around. September rolls around and you're like, okay, I'm locked in. I'm, I'm getting ready to go. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to go. And then, especially with this preseason, it's just ramped up in the weeks. Now I'm ready, dog. There's just so much intrigue in the season. I'm ready to just get started. We have a, we have a, a host of questions put together in conjunction with the Ringer NBA exit survey, which is coming out Tuesday. You guys make sure you check that out. We also got some questions in from um, Third Eye Kai and um, the rest of the producing staff on the real ones. Let's just get right to it, man. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to lock in. Let's do um, it. Ra, which team are you most excited to watch in the 2022-23 season? I thought this would be a really easy one. Um, but it wound up being a little more difficult than I thought. There are a lot of storylines out there, a lot of a lot of intrigue for someone like me. But I think I'm going to have to say, for, for selfish reasons, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, number one, Steve's my guy. Um, but number two, I think you're going to get a lot of motivation from their three best players. They all have organic motivation 
coming into this season. Kevin Durant, obviously, um, probably felt slighted. I don't know if he touched on that from where he was ranked in bro, all the all of the rankings of the top players in the NBA. And he didn't finish off last season's playoffs very strong against Boston. Kind of fell a little flat by KD standards. Kyrie, um, because of the circumstances surrounding last season and and you know, there are a lot of other reasons why he would be motivated. And Ben Simmons, for that matter, uh coming back after what happened in, in Philly and trying to prove to everybody that he can be a part of a a winning culture and a championship run. And so I think Brooklyn for me is going to be, you know, the most, most fun team to watch. I'm most interested to watch Brooklyn. And if it doesn't work out and everything doesn't go great, it will be a dumpster fire. So either way I win. (laughs) I mean, well, either way we'll have a lot of takes on thing about Brooklyn is they give us so much fodder. They give us so much. They're the gift that keeps on giving. No matter what, oh. no matter what they do, I'm locked in on Brooklyn. Is it like, is it, is it far-fetched to see them going to the finals? I don't know. Is it? But is it also far-fetched to see them being in a playing game for a sixth seed? That's that's what I love. That's the variance of what Brooklyn season could be is just amazing, right? It really like is said, amazing. I said earlier this summer when you know I was just shooting shit to 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 the to the window um, that you know there's a compelling case for KD to be MVP this season. I, I truly believe that there is you know just with the chip on his shoulder, he's really 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 good. And there's something about basketball players when they got a point to prove. Man, I'm I'm locked in on that. My team is the is 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 pretty connected to the Brooklyn Nets, but it's not the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. Reason being, there's also a lot of variance to what this season could be for them, right? I see this as a potential 60-win team, right? Who Who can march through the Eastern Conference and somehow get to the finals. And we know how Philly is when they have, when they have a team like this, when they have a team that is, is primed for a run. Um, James Harden seems to be in the best shape he's been in a long time. He's saying all the right things this summer, right? And I don't know. I'm buying into the to the to the Harden propaganda, which is a which is a very slippery slope, which could dis- just just led to disappointment over the last few years. Um, but I think there's also an MVP case for Harden. I'm sorry. They're, they're, I just I think that I think that we can we could. You're giving me that look. You're giving me that Raja you, look. D- you said MVP case for James Harden. I don't. I don't. No slight. I would say James Ky- Harden. I, I, just, I, I would say Kerm cut that out. But no, nah, keep that in. You know, keep it okay. in. I'm yeah, just gonna. You know, all takes exposed. All take all, all takes exposed. Okay, maybe not a maybe not an MVP case, but I do think that he is in a really prime position. He has a chip on his shoulder. He took less money over the summer. And I do think that he's a guy that can fit alongside Embiid. If he's motivated, I think that there's something about players when they're in their early 30s and they see the end of their career, you know, not necessarily in the next few years, but see it in in their path, right? Um, I think about a Kyle Lowry, right? Or those 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 late um those late era sons where they said, Oh, we're at this age, we gotta do something just for our legacy's sake. I see that with James Harden this season. And then he's He's playing alongside a guy like Joel Embiid, who, honestly, I feel so bad for last season. Had an MVP-type year. Yeah. And just nothing went right for that team down, down the stretch. I it, This could go either way for the uh, the Sixers, but I really – I'm, I'm going to be excited to watch them this season, day, night in and night out. Yeah, they could be fun to watch. Um, they, like Brooklyn for me, I think added some pieces. We've touched on Brooklyn's pieces around the edges before that I think are going to be really key to them um, making the run that they hope to make. But, you know, the addition of a P.J. Tucker, um, Montrez Harrell, like pieces that get down, if you understand what I'm saying. And when push comes to shove in those battles in the Eastern Conference playoffs, you've got guys that have been, you know, in the foxhole before, have proven uh, to be trustworthy in those moments. And I think a team like Philly that has the star power of James Harden, Joel Embiid, and and obviously you're hoping Tyrese Maxey takes that next step. You those are the pieces you need around them. Those are the ones that are going to prove dividends down down the stretch uh, come playoff time. So I can see that. Yeah. Um. All right, man. 
I'm gonna. I don't know if I can ask this question because I, I, I just, I just know how you get with this player, Raj. I just know how you get. I know how you. I know your rational confidence in this player. Um, you know, I, I, it should have been the first question, but we're just gonna go at it. Um, long term, he said all the right things, but long term, how will Russell Westbrook react to coming off the bench? I will go first on this one. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I think it's gonna be fine. I think. I think it's going to be cool. Because writing is clearly on the wall, right? There were rumors that the Lakers might not even want him at the, at the end of next at the, at the end of last season there were just the rumors there were the talk is Russell Westbrook going to be back. I'd like to think he's humbled. And if this goes right, Raja, I feel like we say this every year going into a year, if this goes right, Raja, I think we could they could do something. <clears throat> but here's the thing, and we'll talk about this later. It has nothing to do, the Lakers' success has nothing to do with what Russell Westbrook. It has everything to do with how Anthony Davis steps up. Now, he's had some really impressive preseason games, and we know how, how what you think about preseason games, but it's less to do about how what Russell Westbrook does off the bench and more how Anthony Davis carries this team going forward. What do you think? About which part of that? Russell Westbrook first and then Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. Brody, Brody, Brody. I don't know. I don't. Because I would like to think that Russ understands the situation, the magnitude of it, and that someone in Russ's camp partnered with someone in the Lakers organization have clearly articulated to Russ why it's in the team's best interest and his best interest and how it benefits him with this team to come off the bench. I hope that's been done. And I hope that Russ is at a point where he can say, yeah, no, I see the value in that. This could be, this could be money. Like I don't, I'm not relegated to being a spot-up shooter off the ball when I come in with this group. Like, I can have the ball in my hands. We can pick tempo up. We can go. Like, I get to do what I do, and we have a, a possible championship in sights. I worry because <laughs> I, too, saw some of those preseason clips. And I don't want to be... I, this is going to come... And they didn't look good um, uh, with some of the body language in some of the instances, all right? So let me finish that thought. And so on to my next thought about Russ and his attitude towards the team. And this isn't to take any of the culpability away from Russ. But Pat Bev, you got to slow down, bro. <laughs> you got to slow down, dog. Like, you know that you offend him. <laughs> you, you know that. And so calling the huddles, you know, there's there are times to call huddles. There are. Sometimes you need a huddle. Sometimes you don't need a damn huddle, Logan. And from where I sat, it looked like an antagonistic call of a huddle. Right? Like, I feel like I felt like I was in a curb uh, episode where, like, we don't need the huddle. You're just antagonizing with the call of the huddle. You're trying to Ron, elicit- Have you ever disputed the huddle? Have you ever disputed a huddle? Like, we don't need a damn I've, huddle. Have you ever disputed the huddle? I've felt like we didn't need a huddle. I've never disputed it, which- which gives me real pause and concern because Russ was not having the huddle. And so if Pat Bev is going to be running around demanding that people be in huddles when he knows they don't want to be in huddles, it could go sideways really quickly. So I, I don't know. It's a very long answer to a, Wait, before, a relatively short question. AD, I don't before know. Before we get to AD real quick, the ancillary, like, thing, uh, ancillary storyline of this, of this Lakers team is the Russell Westbrook Pat Bev situation like they've said all the right things too. They did oh. they had the they had the Lakers propaganda video of them hugging when they first got on. And you know this, Raja. For the first couple of weeks everybody's friends. Everybody is homies. They're partners. You know. Until you it, start calling them bullshit huddles. And, and then there's going to be a time and th this is always in play where Pat Bev is or Russell Westbrook is like looking. It's January and he's like this motherfucker called 
This is the 95th time this motherfucker called the huddle. On the other side of the court, I got to run my ass on the other side of the court to go talk to him to tell me to play do something that he that could have been just a work meeting that could have just been an email, you know? Just that that version of it. And I would also say this though. The Lakers need Pat Bev and that type of energy. Like they 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 need that. I mean, I'm not saying that everyone wants to attend the meeting. But someone's got to be calling the meetings at times. I just feel like you got to know your audience a little bit <laughs> and, and you have to read the room, right? Okay, Russ isn't. And this is how teams work, man. Like my nature is to call a huddle all the time and be like, you know, every friend. Wow, you Pat Bev? Somebody, somebody probably, no, probably no, 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 disregarded no. your huddle. I never called a huddle. That was not who I was ever. Okay. Not okay. one time. Okay. Um, but I would say I was, I was speaking as if I were Pat Bev, right? Like my nature as Pat Bev is to call the huddles. You know, every friend group has that like really energetic, perky person that's always trying to like, hey man, we're going to get this together. We're organizing. They always organize the pregame. Always, right? And there's a place. Every every group needs one. Russ isn't that dude. So that person has to realize when they're in a room, hey man, like people realize that I don't like to chain text. They get it. It takes a while. But they get it. And then they stop hitting me in the chain text and they hit me on the side because they've read the room. They're like, oh, he's not going to fucking respond in this chain text. So they get it. And I just need them to understand each other. And and, and Raja and always just Raja always just sends a fist in the group chat. OK, that's like and it's sometimes two, three days later. That's the most you're probably going to get from Raja. Don't fucking hit me in a group text. I don't want to be in. <laughs> Can I get on the AD now? Because we. <laughs> We, we signed on AD. Too long, went over, yeah, yeah. I'm happy that AD is playing well and he's healthy in the regular season. I mean, in the in the in the preseason. This is a pivotal and critical year for the Lakers in the eventual passing of the torch from LeBron to AD conversation. It has to start moving in that direction. Not taking anything away from LeBron at all. He's phenomenal and can continue to be so. But this dude, if we talk about him like he is that dude, and I'm okay with the skill level. I've told you, I don't know that I don't know that the mentality and everything matches the skill level, but damn it, there is a high skill and size combination that should have you in that conversation, but he's got to take that step. The Lakers Wait, need him you know, to take that step. You know step. what I did over the summer, Raja? Just to, as your point to just talk about how great LeBron is. You know what I did over the summer, bro? For the last month, I have been watching LeBron James 2022 highlights. Yeah. And LeBron is so good that you would not even have realized that they won, they didn't even make the playoffs. He was just that good. He's just, he was just doing just wild. He did a lot of shit last year. Sorry, I was just... just No, it was incredible. It was an incredible season. It was incredible, bro. But the the difference, though, is the LeBron four years ago with an incredible season, like that drags you where you need to go. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's not a knock. That's just, you know, father time and, and, you know, the eventuality of, of it. And so you need AD to be healthy if you're a Lakers fan and you need him to be willing and able to, to, to start that baton handoff. Talked a lot about the Lakers, and we're going to keep talking about the Lakers in a little bit with this next question. This is Third Eye Kai's messy ass. He brought this question into the chat. This is this is Third Eye Kai. Um, by season's end, who will play more games, Raja? Our <laughs> options are Kyrie, Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, wait for it, or Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam play more games, right? We didn't say who would be active for more games. We said play more games. Play more games. Told Another you, tough third, one. Told you third Ikai is messy. I third you third Ikai. Third Ikai. Third Ikai. That's that's, that's that's borderline ugly. Um, <laughs> messy for sure. Borderline ugly. Um, let me. You want me to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna be Ben Simmons. I just again, I'm going off of physical vibes, ability to stay healthy, and. Kyrie hasn't done that. And I know Ben's had his issues too a little bit with the back. And I don't know if he had an ankle. He had some stuff, but I, AD don't stay healthy. So he's out. And, and, and Kyrie, you don't even know. It's not even just health. It's just, it's, it's everything. Yeah. So I'm going with Ben. 
I'm going to go with Ben Simmons, too. Because like I said, AD is just... AD and Kyrie are just two guys who just have to prove it, right? Like, we, we, we're we done with the benefit of the doubt at this point of them appearing in games. I mean, Kyrie last year just eroded all of that trust. I mean, no matter how, how you slice it, no matter how great he is, and he is yeah. great. No, man. And also, before this, though, Ben Simmons has just been healthy. You know, he's been a guy that's just played year in and year out. I know he had the injury around the time when he was drafted and he had the most recent thing. But, like, when he's played and when he's been locked in, he's been healthy. He's been playing. He, he's, you can count on him to play games. Yeah, he's younger. He's more physical. Um, the problem is backs are tricky. Uh, sure. But, but Kyrie, you know, even without the off-the-court stuff, you know, if you go back in Kyrie's, you know, save for a couple years there around those championship years, but he gets hurt a lot, too. The knee injuries. Yeah. So, you know, that's not even, that's just what it is. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go with Ben. Hey, man. Shout out to Udonis Halvin. Udonis Halvin. He didn't deserve that, that stray. No, nah, not cool. Stray. UD is going to be there, though. Huh? UD going to be there. He yeah, gonna he'll be, be there. He gonna, here's the thing. No matter what, UD going to be suited up more than all of them. Oh, yeah. UD going to be in the layup lines. He gonna be he gonna be in the layup lines <laughs> off top. <laughs> Shit, I wish I was still in them layup lines. Damn right, I'd be right there in them layup lines too. <laughs> hey, UD still gonna be pregame. He's still gonna be running them. You know how to, how the OGs be running back and forth before the oh, game, yeah. just getting yeah. a little sweat in. Get the hey, workout. Uh, UD gonna be doing that. He gonna be getting the workout in. <laughs> Put some respect on UD's name, Kai. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is an interesting player. Uh, interesting question. Which player has the most at stake this season? Go ahead. I think I'm going to go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. I think I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Draymond Green. Mm. I think Draymond Green has the most at stake of any player on a, especially a contending team. Um, yeah. Even and, and that was, honestly, you can make an argument. That was before he punched his teammate um, into, into the wall of the practice facility. Um, because his value isn't, isn't measured by points and rebounds and stats in general, you know. But as a player gets older, it's really it was really hard to justify give putting him in that salary slot for any team, right? And he was vying for a a really big payday and extension earlier this season. I mean, earlier this preseason didn't work out for him, and then the fiasco happens with Jordan Poole. And now he's fighting two battles. One, proving his worth on the court, as players have to do every so often. Let me just say his contract situation. He has a, he has a, he has a guaranteed, he's playing this season, he has a player option for next season. But he's fighting two things. One, he has to prove that he is still worth that bread. And two, has to build the trust within his locker room. That's, a, that's, that's something that's really hard to overcome. Um, I don't know of a player that's had to do that, but I think that he has the most at stake because, man, he is behind the eight ball this season. So I'm gonna go with Draymond Green. Who you got? Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. And I had a few had a few people before I settled on on who I think ultimately has the most on it. And there were you know there were a few names for different reasons, right? Like Draymond was was one of those names. Um, you know, I thought Brody out in L.A. Um, was another one pivotal year try to figure out whether you can be on a potential winning team or not like you know the 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 narrative leaving last year wasn't wasn't great on where you stood in 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 your career as you continue to age in your career like um who else luca i think luca needs to take Mm. a next step not you know he's got to take a step right we need to take a step um make a decision though ra you gotta make a decision ra yeah but ultimately chris paul was one of them i think this might be the last, mm. the last good run at a championship as you continue to age. But ultimately, it is Kyrie Irving. It is Kyrie Irving. And it's it's for a lot of the reasons you just talked about. The deal's up. Trying to secure the bag. Um, but people have lost faith in, in whether you're going to be available and locked in. It's never a question about what, what your skill set looks like or where you're at in the prime of your career versus not being in it. That's not the issue. But... You have a lot to prove by in terms of being a teammate, you know, being being accountable, being present, uh, being about the team's agenda in 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 search of this championship. And I think he's just got a ton of 
to prove and and you use the term faith to restore like people he's got to restore the faith in him as as a teammate and as someone who's locked in for the team goals i'm gonna be honest man and this is no reporting or anything this is just with the vibes this is just the vibes roger i think that whether Kyrie wins a championship or not it's not going to go the way he thinks it's going to go because I think that much of trust has been eroded, right? I think next year, I mean, unless like the Brooklyn Nets come to an, it's one thing that him and the Nets come to, um, to an agreement this summer, but like, I just feel like he's one of those guys that's probably going to get lowballed with the money next year because he's one of those guys that's really, really good, but really, really not reliable. And, What's the best ability, Raja? Availability, man. I hope you're right. I so hope you're wrong. Because I I really said, do. I hope I'm wrong too. But I just but don't you get what I'm saying? No, though, but right? I because- and I 100 percent understand. I, and I and I would understand if you were someone, I understand you you thinking that being to be possible. And I would understand if someone did it because because he's talented enough to be a franchise cornerstone. That's how good he is. But he's not reliable enough to do that. And if you're if you're trying to sign a Kyrie Irving under normal circumstances, you're trying to get a guy that's going to help you compete for years to come, but he has to be reliable. And I don't think that he, I don't think that he's earned the trust enough, not just from the nets, but from the rest of the league that he, if we trade for this guy, if we take a chance and put all these resources around him, that he's going to be reliable, whether he wins the title this year or not. I don't think you can get that back in a year. Someone will because someone always does, right? Think about the bags that have been thrown at sub Kyrie level players that people would be like, why the hell would they do that? Because someone always does. Someone's someone always talks themselves into doing it all the time, all the time. So he's, he's going to get paid, but I would just add to when you're, when you're signing a Kyrie and, and you're, you're not just signing him for his brilliance on the court. When, when you were, let's say you're a, a subpar team that's trying to build, you, you are signing up for a partner in the building process. And, and with that comes responsibilities to leadership, accountability, you know, all of those words that go into culture driving and setting. And so you're signing up for a lot more than just, hey, man, can you get us 30? And those are the areas that he's got to regain people's trust in for sure. Yeah. And it's not just the, uh, it's not just the, his time with the Brooklyn Nets. When he was with the Celtics, man, what happened? The younger guys did not fuck with him. That's just it's it's <laughs> plain and simple, right? This is pre the time this is pre time before the Brooklyn Nets. It's that's just a fact. You can go back and, and and roll the tape, but that's one thing that he has to figure out. And I just don't know if you can figure that out. I don't know if you can regain all that trust in a in one season. Roger. You know what's hella intoxicating? It's too little time. His you know what's hella intoxicating? Well, yes. I mean, because again, there's always someone out there, but a cha- championships are hella intoxicating. If Brooklyn were to win a championship this year and it was all kumbaya, we feel great. Let, let's keep the band together. I'm just saying, those are intoxicating. Yeah. <laughs> but that goes back to my point of like, other than the Brooklyn Nets, right? Because yeah. the Brooklyn Nets can can pay him yeah, that bread. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. They have, for a, sure. they have a first time. Yeah, so that's a good one. Kyrie Irving and, and Draymond. I mean, that'd be fun if they were on a team together no for us i mean we would get so much fodder for ruins it would be great it'd be awesome (laughs) this episode is supported by state farm man i remember when i first got into a car accident it was pure frustration because i did not have state farm and now that i do have state farm it is an exclamation of pure joy But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. 
They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. What's one overlooked storyline to watch for, Raja? What 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 is your third eye telling you right now? What should we be looking at that we're not looking at right now? What's going on? That's a good question, and I, I don't. It's a good question. There are two. There are two for me. I'm going to go with Zion and the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Zion, Zion, and the Pelicans. Uh, that team was in a completely different place the last time he suited up to play in a meaningful game. Uh, in terms of winning, in terms of overall talent, in terms of leadership, a completely different landscape and exceeded all of my expectations without him and positioned themselves and played themselves to a really nice spot, like really, really, you know, solid, super competitive, deep roster, a lot of talent and contributors across the landscape of it and really good, solid leadership. And so how does his reintegration into the mix help them get over the hump? I think that's a storyline that I'd be really interested in seeing. Like, or for the first overall pick, can he, is he can't get right? Mm. And I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying that, but like, we're really good without you. Does, do you add when you get back or are you a drain? Kobe Altman used to say that. Someone told him that. Kobe, shout out. He used to say, are you a fountain or a drain? So are you going to add to what we got going on, or are you going to drain? And Kobe Altman seems really like he got his chakras aligned and his, and his third eye open. Kobe's that guy, man. Um, I, I, I think I... Because I, I had the opportunity to be around the Pelicans last spring, and really it's griff just has like a little family atmosphere down there in new orleans yep. you could just yep. you could just see it i do wonder if there's ever a um just the attitude that hey bro we won without you man you know not to say that that's happens but just the human nature of things go wrong i mean we won without you and you know you got to fall in line with what we're doing as opposed to <laughs> now we have to fall in line with what Zion is doing because Zion is the best player. There's going to just be an integration process. That's just going to, that I think is going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, the good thing for Griffin company is if anyone were to feel like that, they don't have to, they don't have to say it. I mean, it's right. It's, it's there. It's in the building. Hey, we also, it's better that they're in new Orleans because no one is, they get to go through their growing pains. If there is any without the huge spotlight, if that makes sense, you know? Yep. I think that the I think that the, the Pelicans will be fine. I'm intrigued to see them. Um I think Anthony Davis, man. Yeah. I really I'm th- I'm thinking Anthony Davis is my storyline, man. What is he going to be? Like it's one thing for him to just not be healthy, but his whole Lakers career aside from that bubble season is woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um if this if it were a fifth um, yeah. we, you know, it's always been that every time he, he's talked, it was like, well, man, if we was healthy, I mean, the Suns wouldn't even be in, in the finals. I mean, you know, we, we was about to beat them. Yeah. All right. You know, if I was healthy, we wouldn't even been in the playing game. You know, if, if I was healthy, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't have missed the playoffs last year. It's time to, it's just time now, right? Raja, you, since we've been on this podcast, you have always made the case that you know, AD is is a great, great no, number two guy, and but he needs to be an overqualified two at he, at minimum, and he needs to take the torts at maximum, and this is just a time for him to do it. I mean, it's one thing to do it when LeBron is in his seventeenth year, but damn it, he's in his twentieth. 
and it's time yeah. for AD to step up and put an MVP caliber year that we've been waiting for his entire career. So that's that's what I'm looking for this season. I like that. I like that, and I don't think I don't think that's unfair. I I yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a storyline. Yeah, let's 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 do it. All right, let's get into some preseason awards pick, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. A little little rabbit. Let's 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 do it. Who is your? My, let's go with who is your MVP? The preseason MVP pick. I'm gonna go tried and true. I'm just gonna go Giannis Adetokounmpo. Right? They lost in the second round last season. They, I think, if there's anyone that's that's that has a chip on its shoulder, it's Giannis Adetokounmpo. <laughs> and the, especially the way they went out last season against the Celtics, they went out valiantly, but also went out in seven games. I feel like he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he's going to the finals. We'll talk about that in a bit. But I'm going to go with Giannis Adetokounmpo as my MVP. I know I'm having the voice like it's something like some real revelation and like, oh, man, you're going to put the the flex bombs and all these things. Nah, Giannis Adetokounmpo. I think he's I think he's going to be my MVP this season. Yo, it's hard. It's hard not to to pick Giannis. Um, I'm taking Jokic out. Uh, no three-time MVP, right? So I had Embiid. I had Giannis. Um, sleeper KD. Like, there's some names out there. But ultimately, I think who's primed to have an MVP season and I talked about him, you know, kind of in the conversation with who had the most to prove or who was the most pivotal this year it was Luka Doncic. Um mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He came on really 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 strong through the last what, two thirds of last season. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe like something like that. I mean, he was pushing hard as a dark horse last year. I saw him in the Euros this summer. I'm sure most basketball fans did. He looked in great shape. Um, and he looked like he was focused. And so I think you're going to get a Luca that does personally take that next step. And so I think he's MVP for that reason. Luca just seems like he's a guy that just needs to play, needs to play basketball, right? Allen Iverson was the same way. Like, not necessarily a guy that is going to, um, he's not, not to say he's not a gym rat. I'm not going to disrespect the man, but you get what I'm saying? He likes to play basketball. He likes yeah. to, his workout over the summer, let's get these runs in. All right. Let's let let me play my way back. I I need some competitive basketball during my summer. So I think man, Luca's gonna be great. If he's if he is if he plays like he did in that game seven against the Suns, it's scary. Because Luca is like LeBron was. 12 years ago where he's just a one man. I'm going to get you 55 wins by myself. Don't even trip. Because if you look at Dallas's roster, it's definitely not the best. You know, it's not, it could be, it could be a lot better. You could put a lot better pieces around him. That being said, I still think that the, the, the Mavericks have a chance to win 50 games or more this season, just because Luca's on the roster. That's how good he is. And that's the impact he's going to have. I'm excited to see Luca play this season, man. Um, let's go. We had a whole bunch of like, you know, most improved. I don't know if you have a most improved. I I don't really. If you want to, if you want to go, I, we, we can we can do that. That's cool. Uh, I had Tyrese Halliburton. Do, I think Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, Tyrese this, this, Halliburton. Just, yeah, Indiana is going to be in kind of rebuild. He's the best player. They're going to have all kind of opportunities. His numbers should be crazy. I, I'll go with Tyrese Halliburton. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, I'm gonna go with man. I think I'm gonna go with John Wall. Hey. I think he's going to be in a. I think he's going to be in a prime position. I'm really curious about this Clippers team. Um, you know, we we talked about the teams that we're we're excited to watch. I think one of the teams was that was the Clippers, right? I'm really excited, just intrigued to see what they do in general. And I think if John Wall has a really really good year, I think bro, they're going to be the the Clippers are going to be so good. They're going to be title contenders because I think what's important. Um, for this, for a Clippers team that has Kawhi Leonard, has Paul George, two stars that are really, really great players, but are passive personalities. You need a you need a secondary star or a secondary personality that's going to get everyone in line. Someone that's going to bring the huddle, right? That's going to huddle. Gonna, hey, huddle the hell up. We're here. Huddle up within I reason, think, but huddle up. W- huddle up within reason. Yes. But I think John Wall can be that guy. But also, he's in a great space to where he can be the third star, right? And a guy that's motivated, a guy that has honestly been overlooked during his time in Houston. I'm excited to see what John Wall does. And I'm going to go with John Wall as my most improved. I like it. 
I like it. Comeback player of the year and most improved. I'm with that. Let's get it. Let's get it. Rookie of the year, Raja Bell. Hmm. I'm going to go with Paolo Banquero. You just wanted to say his name. You just wanted to honestly why you did it. You just wanted to, you just wanted to, you wanted to do your Latin roots and you just wanted to just say his name. I, I get it. I get it. Banquero. Um, I think that physically just ready to go. I mean, you saw him in summer league and and yeah. there's something to be said for the adjustment that it takes at times for the younger kid um to come into the NBA and really start hitting his stride, just the physicality is different. The grind of the games is different. That young man is a, a pro body already. Um, I, I think he has the most success this year. I'll go with Paolo Banquero. I'm going with, I'm going, I'm going with Paolo as well. Can you say it one more time, Roger Bell? Paolo Banquero. Fucking right. That's who I'm going okay. with as my, okay. as my rookie of the year. Enough said for all the, all the reasons <laughs> that you just laid out. Defensive player of the year. You know who I'm going with? Mm. Yeah, who we're gonna take a trip down to we're gonna take a trip down to South Florida. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna take it. We're gonna take a trip down to South Florida. We're gonna um we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to Miami. You know we're gonna we're gonna chill. We're gonna go down to South Beach. We're gonna go with Bam out of bio. All right, let's, let's, let's stop. Let's stop tripping. You know he's 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 the best defender in the league. Let's 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 stop playing. I think that he he is going to put it all together this season. But what they need from him, obviously. I think he's going to be my defensive player of the year. They need him to just improve a little bit offensively. They need him to be a bit more of an offensive option and take that next step offensively for him for them to be successful, I think. But I do think that he has all the physical tools. And, you know, I think it's just his time. I would agree with everything. I would agree with everything you just said. He was my pick, too. I thought about Ben Simmons, Dark Horse, um, uh, Mikael Bridges, uh, obviously Marcus Smart, and all the bigs out there. But I, too... Think it's bam out of the bio to as as friend of the show Perk would say. Um, mm. and I do think he's improved offensively, and I agree with that sentiment too. They need him to keep taking strides to 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 help to help Jimmy Buckets and, and Tyler Hero and the and the crew. But yeah, defensive player of the year, you and I are on the same page. Six man. I think this is pretty easy. I I don't think that there's any any I mean, I we might be on the same page. Um I'm just keep it in the bay. I think Jordan Poole is going to be the, the sixth man of the year, if only because he's a starter coming off the bench in that Manu Ginobili role. Like it, I, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone that's going to have as much opportunity as he's going to have, right? And just have the opportunity. He's going to be in always in the closing lineup. He's always going to get the shots. He's always going to get the. He's a starter coming off the bench. So I'm going to go with Jordan Poole. Well, Jordan Poole was my guy. Um, also, Jordan Poole became like your guy like over the he last year really did it for you, didn't it? Because you were kind of skeptical beginning of you didn't even you I, I, I didn't, kept telling you all, like I don't know. I didn't know who the hell Jordan Poole was. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know who Jordan Poole the fuck was Jordan Poole. And then I started <laughs> then I started watching it. So like, you know, I wasn't sold that he was gonna be all of what, you know, you probably thought he was gonna be, but I mean, he's he's a boss. So, like, yeah, he was my guy. But since you picked him, and I'm very, very, very uh, reluctant you to pick him was he your too pick? much. Yeah, he was my pick. I'll just say Tyler Hero wins it back to back. I saw them play the Pelicans the other night. Took the family to a game. Um, Did you go to the game? Went you, to the game. You went to go see Griff. You went to go see Griff. How's Griff doing? I did. I saw Griff. Griff is doing well. I got to see A.A. Ron Nelson, who was our trainer in Phoenix, and sit and talk to him about his kids and stuff. And so... Um, Raza, you're so fake. You're so fake. <laughs> I forgot that. So but, but <laughs> nah, I mean, like, those are my guys, man. So I went to the game and Tyler Hero went off. Tyler Hero, yeah. I think he had 25 or something like that. I just, it's one of those two dudes, right? And since so you went Jordan Poole, I'll say Tyler Hero. Shout out to the 414, Milwaukee in the building. Hmm. Um, all right. Who else? Sheboygan, Kenosha, all of the surroundings. Oh. Yeah, let's go. Oh, 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 okay. Shout okay. out Kenosha. We out here. Yeah, ah, yeah. Y'all know the vibes. Uh-huh. Y'all know the vibes. All right. All right. It, it rains in July a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a lot, but when it did, it was like a really big storm. Um, right. Milwaukee. But shout out Milwaukee. You know, I had a lot of fun there. I was on your little scoot scoots, the little electric scoot scoots just riding through the city. It was a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Shout out, to, shout out to Milwaukee. You know, we out here. Shout out to Wisconsin. Um, who's your coach of the year, Rob? Yeah, I'm going to keep it. Um, 
I'm going to keep it with David Griffin and the Pels. Yeah, I'm going to keep it with the Pelicans. Do you even right? know who the Pelicans and, coach is? Dude, why why are you trying me like that, bro? I'm about to get to my middle with G, bro. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right, no. Bro, I'm because, saying, and I'm going to tell you why. Name. You said, all right, all right. Yeah, it took me a minute, man. Shout out to Jaron over there on the bench. But uh, Willie Green, and I was watching them the other night, and as I talked to Griff, you know, about their team a little bit, um, he just said how such a, you know, what a calming influence he is and how he's just got this this finger on the pulse of their team and just how brilliant a star he is. And I think that team is going to have real success this year because I do think Zion is going to add. I think he'll be a fountain. And I, I you know, I had to admit to Griff, I, I said, when you guys got CJ, I didn't know if your team was ready. I said it on the pod. Like I knew CJ was great. He's going to be a great leader and he's going to add, but I didn't know if the rest of that team was ready to take the step with CJ. And they did. So I think they're going to have a great year. And I think Willie's going to be coach of the year. I think he'll be, he, I think he is that good of a coach. Yeah, nah. Like I said, Pelicans, big family vibes over there, man. I, I think that they really play for one another, and they got a they got a point to prove. And I think another thing, when you talk about the Pelicans, you forget how great Zion was and is when he's healthy. Just incredible. Not even just the athleticism. Just he averaged twenty eight a game. You know, yeah. like he's a really good player. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. You know, I got to keep it West Coast, Ra. You know, I got to keep it West Coast. Let's go down to you want to go down to Los Angeles real quick. You know what I mean? Oh. You want to go down to LA? I ain't gonna be mad if my man D Ham wins that. I won't be mad at all. Are you taking no, T Lou? I wasn't even doing it. I would take a T Lou. I didn't uh, say I nothing about that. Either. I, I wouldn't no, be mad I, at I, that. I either. Go, I wouldn't go with the, shout out shout out D Ham, but I was going all with right. T Lou. Um I I think that, you know, he is a T Lou doing a great job with his second chance, right? And yeah. I know last year ended really rough with, you know, Paul George getting COVID at the absolute worst time, man. The worst time. But then the Clippers played a hell of a game that, that night. That playing game, hell of a game. And they, they show a lot of fight. His team plays for him. Um, so I'm going to go with Ty Lue. I'm really curious about this Clippers, this Clippers team, man, because a, a lot can happen. Um, they could win a title, but they could also go out like the Clippers do, you know, and that's well mm. documented on this program. Mm. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go with T. Lou. I think, I think that they have a, a great opportunity to do something special. Um, I don't know if they'll capture the imagination of Los Angeles, but they'll be a really, really great team. Yeah, I, I, T. Lou is a, another great coach in the league. I saw that first firsthand. I was present, um, and you said he did a great job with his second opportunity. He did a great job with his first opportunity, too. Um, T. Lou's a G. Exactly. Yep. Um, all right. Now here's the time. Let's go. Let's go. It's time. It's time for our finals predictions. Raja, I'm gonna need you to go first. All right. This it's gonna it's too easy, but I mean it's gonna kind of be we talk about both teams all the time. So from the Western Conference, I think Golden State is in a sweet spot right now. Mm-hmm. I, I've just seen glimpses of what those two Kaminga and Wiseman are bringing to the table in the preseason. And I'm not getting over, you know, I'm not buying. It's it, it's not recency bias here. What I'm saying is if they can give you any of that, like it doesn't even have to be super consistent and add it to what they already had. I think they're my favorite to go in the Western Conference. I like them. I think they're in a sweet spot right now. They're in a window. Yep. So I have them going from the Western yep. Conference and I'm taking the Brooklyn Nets. I'm taking the mm. Brooklyn Nets. It was it was tough because I wow. like the mill. You know I like Giannis, and I always pick the I always pick the Bucks. I always pick the Bucks, and I feel I'm conflicted. And you know, Rowan's got love for the Milwaukee Bucks. We got love for Milwaukee. I love the Bucks, and, and quite frankly, Giannis might be my favorite player in the league. He is not even quite frankly. I like I watch Giannis. Giannis is my guy, and wow. it's sec- very close second to Russ. But um, Russ is very close second to Giannis. Sorry, I'm taking Damn, I'm taking Brooklyn. Sorry, John Morant. I think they're very motivated. I think they have just talent oozing from a lot of positions, man. Don't get me twisted. Don't don't mm-hmm. sleep on what they did around the fringes with that team. Um, and I think you're going to have guys that are on kind of on a mission. Wow. Yeah. We got wow. It. You had that in your back pocket the whole episode, Roger? Whole episode. I've been waiting. You couldn't hear it in my voice? Damn. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> it was almost like you were convincing yourself to say that. All right. Um, nah. Nah. Like I, I know I'm close to this, but I'm going with the Warriors to come out of the Western Conference. Like you, I, I just now the, obviously what happened during the preseason happened during the preseason in training camp, but everything I've seen, I, I was at that Nuggets. I don't know if you saw the highlights, but I was at the Nuggets uh, Warriors preseason game. Right, it was a, it was Draymond's game, first game back, and 
while him and Poole, it wasn't as lovey, lovey, dovey as it was in previous years between those two. You know, it wasn't that. Dog, they play so well together. And that's not the reason why I think they're going to win the title, but I just meant more as, as a culture, right? They, right. It, this didn't seem to phase them. <laughs> you know, like the biggest story in sports for the last two weeks, at least on court, didn't seem to phase them. First game back for Jordan Poole, what does he do? He goes and gets 25 points, right? He does the behind-the-back joint and just does the floater, and it just seems like the good vibes won't end. Then Draymond comes back. They don't miss a beat. And then you got the young guys. I'm really in the camp of I think Wiseman's going to be really good this season. I see him warm up. He warms up with uh, with Hilton Armstrong, who's an assistant coach for uh, the, the 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 Golden State Warriors. You know this. You played in a league with, with Hilton. Big dude, right? Really, like, you know, a stout dude. Big, solid dude, yeah. He warms up James Wiseman before every game. And before every game, Wiseman puts like 17 shoulders into Hilton's chest. And after every pregame workout, Hilton's like, damn, ah, ah, damn, right? Wiseman's put on like 15 pounds of muscle this, this offseason, dog, right? I think he's going to be good. I think Kaminga is going to take the next step. All of the things you laid out. And I just think, I just trust, honestly, point blank, when I think about it, I just trust Golden State's system more than I trust anybody else's system coming out of the Western Conference. And that includes the, the Clippers system because I, I, I think that they're the champs until otherwise, right? And I think that coming out of the West, the Eastern Conference, really surprised you made your pick, but all right, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think that they're, they're I just trust them more. Now, would I be surprised if Brooklyn won it or not or won the Eastern Conference? Not necessarily because they're that good. I've seen I remember when I went to go watch KD and Kyrie play last year. They're so good. They're so yeah. good, bro. I just I just don't trust their infrastructure as much as I trust Milwaukee and Golden State. So for those reasons, I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank. For those reasons, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm out with the with. Uh, for those reasons, I'm out. Um, the I'm going to go with the Warriors, and I'm going to go with uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I put this in my exit survey, which you guys are going to see tomorrow. I think the the Milwaukee Bucks won in seven, and maybe I'm just hedging my bets, but I think the Milwaukee Bucks won that series in seven. Who do you think wins your series, Raja? You said the Bucks. You said the Bucks were going to win. And seven and seven over 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 the Warriors in my in my theoretical uh, final. Oh championship. wow, that's surprising to me. Um, I'm gonna take Golden State to repeat. I'm gonna take Golden State, go. and I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think the reasons when it gets down to that point, when you're comparing talent and. And a billion and all that. I think the reasons that you kind of pick them to come out of the Western Conference are the reasons I'm going to pick them to ultimately beat Brooklyn. Been there more times. System in place that's tried and true. Um, they trust each other more than Brooklyn. Yeah, trusts each other. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go with them. All right. Well, that has been another edition of a real ones NBA preview. Damn it. I'm Logan Murdoch. That's Roger Bell. We will see you guys Thursday. We back in the building twice a week. You better ask somebody. We'll see you guys Thursday. Holla.